Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, welcome once again to Dairy Stream. Nice to have you with us. Uh, over the last couple of programs, we have been talking about what really is something that's a fantastic recognition, and that is the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Awards. And that's what we're going to do again today as we focus in on the Outstanding Dairy Processing and Manufacturing Company. And getting back to the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Awards, it really recognizes dairy farms, businesses, and collaborative partnerships for practices that demonstrate outstanding economic, environmental, and social benefits and a long-standing commitment to continuous improvement and a replicable model to inform and inspire others in advancing dairy sustainability leadership. The Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy is proud to present the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Award Program, and we do want to give a special thanks to De Laval, Fibro, USDA, Zoetis, and Syngenta for sponsoring this year's award. And in this podcast, we're going to have a, a lot of fun as we go over some very impressive numbers and get some insights are really what's kind of a unique story. And that's been the best part of these things is kind of telling the story behind the story. And we begin with what once was a 100-year-old beet processing plant that today is one of the most technologically advanced and environmentally responsible cheese and dairy ingredient manufacturing facility in the world. Leprino Foods is the number one producer in the world of mozzarella cheese, and their cheese and dairy nutrition products are found in over 50 countries. Now, today we're talking with Adam Wiley. He is the Associate Director for Environment and Global Responsibility at Leprino Foods, and he focuses in on sustainability efforts at their plant at Leprino, which is in Greeley, Colorado. Adam, again, thanks for being a part of the program. And to start out this podcast, let's talk a little bit about something that I think you should be proud to brag about. And that's the note that of $4,500,000 estimated annual energy cost savings from on-site natural gas turbines after a five-year payback. I mean, that is quite impressive. So I'm sure our listeners would like to know a little bit more about this heat and power system. Yeah, well, well, first of all, thanks a lot for having me. It's great to be on. Yeah, the, the CHPs are, are very cool. So kind of picture two jet engines strapped to the ground, burning natural gas, which spin turbines that then spin electricity generators. And then the leftover heat creates steam in some boilers that are just after that. So burning natural gas for electricity, in, in this case in Colorado, is much cleaner than the grid. So we received a huge greenhouse gas reduction. So we're, we're pretty happy about that, too. It helped us meet our company goal. And then the big financial win does doesn't actually come necessarily from the electricity generation directly, but it comes from the steam. We used to buy electricity and then burn natural gas in our boilers to provide steam throughout the facility. Now the natural gas we buy generates most of the electricity and most of the steam. Well, that certainly is impressive, and I think you drew a pretty good picture for us to kind of put in our own mind what the system looks like and how it functions. And when we talk about systems, I mean, no matter what you're focusing in on, there always seems to be challenges. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the challenges you had and how your company was able to overcome them. 
Yes, definitely there were some. CHP units really aren't unique or novel, uh, but this was a novel application of CHP units. So, you know, just like a dairy farm, these are our operations are 24-7. We receive milk and process milk uh, around the clock. And so we have that consistency, but we also have significant electricity and steam load changes throughout each day and seasonally as, as we go up and down for cleaning cycles and then just the, the seasonal temperature variations, et cetera. We do have the ability to ramp each of these units up and down, and we also have a bypass so we don't we don't generate more steam than we need. But even with those design characteristics or attributes, it's still really difficult for this type of equipment to run at its peak efficiency when loading fluctuates. So you can kind of get back to the jet engine analogy, ramping those up and down constantly would, would definitely not be efficient. Uh, and then if you add a few systems on top of that from their primary purpose of propulsion, uh, the, it adds a lot of complicating factors. And that, all that is tied into our factory now with a pretty sophisticated control system. So it not only manages the turbines, but it also is integrated into the rest of the, of the utility system and parts of the process to maximize the efficiency. And that, that work took a lot of thinking and a lot of doing and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of hard work on our folks there at the plant to be able to integrate those things. Well, certainly an impressive story and quite an accomplishment. We are spending time with Adam Wiley. He's the Associate Director for Environment and Global Responsibility at Leprino Foods, which happens to be the outstanding Dairy Processing and Manufacturing Award winner when it comes to the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Awards. And we're going to get more insights and doing it by the numbers. I had mentioned that uh, $4,500,000 figure just moments ago. Well, also now we're talking about Leprino Foods Facility in Greeley, Colorado, returning 600,000 gallons of clean water to the local river daily, which certainly is impressive. So maybe, Adam, if you don't mind, and give us a few more details on the water purification and wastewater treatment system you have. One of the cool and unique characteristics of dairy processing when it comes to water is is we have what, what we conveniently call cow water, right? It stands for condensate of whey. So cow's milk is, you know, about 87% water, and we're able to recover much of that water for treatment and reuse throughout our facilities, such as for cleaning purposes or in coolers and boilers. And that 600,000 number is actually in addition to the, the water that we pull out and, and then return back to the environment as well for, for all of our, our uses. So as a result of that, as a result of that cow water, the water output from the plant exceeds the amount of fresh water taken in. So we're a significant net generator. And then Greeley's system takes it a step further um, with some additional treatment technologies that gets it even cleaner water. And that's acceptable for many more uses in the facility. And that really reduces our need for fresh water even more. And, you know, Colorado, like like many areas, are uh, water stressed. And we, you know, we recognize that. And we're doing a lot of things to try to address that and make sure we maintain these operations as sustainably as we can. Well, certainly thinking outside the box, and as you said, you've been stressing sustainability, and we've been telling the stories by the numbers. And for our listeners here to Dairy Stream, here's some more impressive numbers for you. As Leprino upgraded 5,500 light fixtures with LED lights, and that saved them 5.5 million kilowatt hours per year, plus the associated maintenance costs. So, Adam, can you give us an overview of how that project actually was handled? 
Yeah, this one's kind of interesting because the plant really isn't very old. We, you know, the the first phase of production started up in 2011. And so, and we did this project a few years ago now. You know, we didn't have very old fixtures, which is kind of unusual for a company to jump in and do a a retrofit or replacement when your facility isn't that old. Uh, It's hard hard to make that pay. But in our cases, with some of the advancements in the LED technology, we were able to cater a solution that fit our specific needs. So we actually retrofit most of those fixtures and, and kind of created a whole new piece that fits underneath the existing fixture uh, itself. And, and then these are specialized fixtures which are cleanable and waterproof and all the rest so they can survive in the very clean environment. And so that retrofit versus replace really lowered the, the implementation cost. And then that improved, of course, the overall payback or the ROIC. It also let us upgrade our existing lighting quality by looking at things like light intensity, color factor, hue, and where the motion sensors are needed uh, that might not have been there in the first place. And then you throw in the reduced maintenance costs due to longer lifespans of LEDs versus fluorescence, improved worker and environmental safety, a good warranty period, and, and that made this project a really, really big success. Well, we're certainly learning a lot about sustainability practices that have been occurring at Leprino Food Company in Greeley, Colorado at that plant. And the reason why they have received the Outstanding Dairy Sustainability Award for 2020. And we are going to take a break, Adam. But before we do that, I want to ask one more question. It has to do with sustainability. And to be successful for any company, really, you do need good employees. And I know Leprino Foods was recognized as one of America's safest companies by EHS. So can you give us just a couple of examples? Examples of how Leprino Foods promotes a safe work environment? Health and safety and ensuring that health and safety of our employees really is one of our fundamental responsibilities. We foster a company culture that supports employee well-being, and that's not just worksite safety, but both on and off the job and mental well-being and nutrition and, and a bunch of other areas as well. Health and safety isn't really ever about, you know, a list of things. It's really about creating a culture and relentlessly pursuing a culture of safety. So our vision is to be the world's safest food manufacturing company driven by the world's safest employees. And we have that posted many places. And we ask every employee to reaffirm that vision every year. And that, you know, focuses on the creation of world-class safety culture through that leadership and personal commitment. A few examples, uh, we begin every day with a safety topic in our factories. We encourage stretching exercises to avoid some of those ergonomic injuries that might happen. We follow a risk evaluation process called SLAM, which stands for Stop, Look, Assess, and Manage. We do formal measurements, uh, so KPIs and metrics related to safety. We, we look at those and we check ourselves against those often. We ask executives to review all of our injuries, so we, we make sure that any injuries that might happen are looked at at the highest levels to ensure that we do what we can to prevent anything from like that from happening again. We provide awards within our facilities. We have safety committees in each department, and of course, that includes employee participation. And then finally, we, we do provide a lot of technical safety training training for not just the folks working in the factories, but also our design, engineering, and construction uh, leaders to make sure that we we prevent a risky situation in the first place. Well, that sounds like a real positive formula for achieving the status of America's safest company, and I'm sure one that also makes it a very positive environment for all your employees as well. Again, we are spending time with Adam Wiley. He's the Associate Director for Environment and Global Responsibility at Leprino Foods at the Greeley, Colorado plant. We'll continue our conversation here on Dairy Stream after this break. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. 
Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy is a forum that brings together the dairy community to advance a shared, socially responsible platform through a framework of shared best practices and accountability. Initiated in 2008 by farmers through the Dairy Checkoff, the U.S. Dairy community collaborates on efforts that are important to the industry and dairy's valued customer, such as animal care, food safety, nutrition and health, the environment, and community contributions. This work is reflected in the U.S. Dairy Stewardship Commitment, the industry pledge to demonstrate its collective commitment to provide the world responsibly produced dairy foods that nourish people, strengthen communities, and foster a sustainable future. The Innovation Center is committed to continuous improvement from farm to table, striving to ensure a socially responsible and economically viable dairy community. Visit usdairy.com for more information about the work of the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. Well, welcome back to Dairy Stream. Our podcast is brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. I'm your host, Mike Austin, and today we continue with honoring those that have received the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Awards for 2020. Today's recipients received the Outstanding Dairy Processing and Manufacturing Award, and that is Prino Foods is out of Greeley, Colorado, and we're talking about that plant. And with us is Associate Director for Environment and Global Responsibility. That is Adam Wiley. And Adam, we were talking before the break a little bit about the fact that uh, you've been recognized as America's safest company and the fact that you recognize the need for good employees. So you can tell us a little bit more about another aspect of your company's philosophy, and that is the resource conservation team and what success you've really seen there. Sure. Yeah. The, you know, similar to safety, gauging employees for environmental success and sustainability success is absolutely necessary. So our resource conservation team program is really near and dear to my heart because it aims to engage every individual in our in our operations and in our company towards tenacious, continuous improvement in resource conservation. These teams at each of our plants focus on low and no cost ideas and solutions, aiming to reduce our impact on the environment through that grassroots engagement. Again, not not try as hard as we can not to make this a corporate level program, but this is really a program that's owned by and fueled by the passions of our employees. So these teams help us move the mark on scoreboard, but they also increase that awareness, the education, and, and they really work to unlock the passions of our people in ways that are less tangible, but but critically important. Well, those folks who, who work in our facilities every day, they know where the best opportunities are. So we're trying really hard to mine those ideas and recognize those that contribute. And to do that, we've added some significant recognition efforts programs within our company. We have an annual award called a GINA Award, which is our highest level award in the company that we now have in our global responsibility category. And then we're also now working on a, a new new award for teams that do do well and, and you know really promote resource conservation within their factories as well. It certainly sounds like you have a lot of synergy in your company, and I commend you for that. And again, we're talking about uh, what one company is doing. And if you are involved in a production company on the agricultural-related front, certainly some good ideas and thoughts for how improving and adding sustainability to your business. And here's another concept I wanted to stress, and that is the fact that, uh, Adam, you know, through your supply chain responsibilities, you partner almost exclusively with transportation providers that are what they call smart waste certified to improve fuel efficiency and reduce emissions. So can you give us some background on that and tell us more about really what this certification is all about? 
Yeah. Uh, SmartWay is an EPA program for haulers that allows us to measure the emissions of, of our transportation, really. You know, once you establish your baseline, the program provides tools, resources, and knowledge sharing to help companies reduce those impacts. So it's all based uh, through an EPA portal. Uh, companies sign up to participate and they submit their data, and that allows shippers such as us to track, you know, what those emissions are and set those baselines. Uh, I, I got to admit, it, it's really simple for us, and it's a no-brainer for companies who want to be more efficient and therefore more profitable. So it, it allows us visibility to that data and it allows those uh, those haulers themselves to, to be part of a network where they can learn and make improvements. And again, all with the, with the goal of being more efficient and, and therefore more profitable. Now, Adam, I also see that Leprino has really started using private rail cars. Can you give us some numbers on how this really impacted your sustainability efforts? Sure can. Yeah, this one. This one's really cool because uh, you know we we kind of challenged the status quo in in a real concrete way here. Um, changing the design of a rail car is not something that happens every day. In fact, it doesn't happen very often in a century. Right, so we, yeah. we 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 <laughs> we found uh, some inefficiencies. Was we had to do some hand packing and a few other things in our in some of our refrigerated rail cars, not ours, but those that we were using. And so we we went to the manufacturer and, and with an idea to redesign the rail car. And, uh, eventually, we were able to convince them to do that. And of course, we, we put, invested a lot into that process ourselves. So it, it, you know, really, it was this innovation mindset that led us to go to this manufacturer and design this, this rail refrigerated rail car. So now we eliminated hand packing or hand stacking. We provided improved insulation. Uh, it has the latest tracking technologies. It has more efficient uh, refrigeration units. So we, we have now 50 cars out there, and these are reducing the cost significantly. It's also reducing product damage claims, uh, reducing the time to load, et cetera, that we talked about. So, and, and we can reduce the number of loads. So with 40 fewer rail cars per year, and that saves 162,000 gallons of diesel approximately. And then um, from a greenhouse gas perspective, that's about the equivalent of taking 346 cars off the road. So there's greenhouse gas uh, improvements, quality improvements, cost improvements, customer service improvements, uh, as well as all the other improvements of reduced traffic out on roads and rail. So that one's pretty cool. It really is. Under the guise of sustainability, that certainly is what you call a win-win scenario. Again, the voice you're hearing is that of Adam Wiley. He's the Associate Director for Environment and Global Responsibility at Laprino Foods at their Greeley, Colorado plant. And I guess if I was just describing, you know, looking at the, the award you received and kind of your resume, one of the words that comes top of mind is innovators. You guys really are innovators. So my question to you is, how do you really keep up with the innovative trends that are happening in the industry? We think about it a lot. So we're a company that has never settled for status quo, and and, and a word we like to use is, is restless. We're we're restlessly searching for ways to make our products and processes the world's best. We accomplish this by challenging ourselves internally to do things better. But but to further fuel that innovation, we have built relationships with universities, research institutes, and others around the world. And through those relationships, we can access some of the brightest minds that allow us to push and pull one another and innovate beyond what maybe our industry or our company currently knows about. So that restlessness helps explain how we've become a, a global leader in cheese and nutrition products. And I think it's also a, a really good paradigm for sustainability. 
Well, it really has been a very interesting and enjoyable conversation. And as you said, you've kind of created what I hope will be an example for other companies to look at as well. And even one that maybe can be shared just with individual uh, dairy producers. So our time goes a little quickly here, Adam, but I did want to ask one final question. And that is just on the topic of sustainability. What would your message be to an American dairy producer? You know, everybody at Laprino recognizes that it all starts on the farm, and we truly want to partner with our dairy suppliers to drive the most efficient practices and technologies that we can. You know, we're a family-run business that has been making cheese and nutrition products for 70 years, and my, my current role is largely to ensure that we're all in business together, supporting our families, supporting those dairy suppliers, and the communities where we all live and work for at least, you know, 70 more, hopefully more than that. Once again, our guest has been Adam Wiley. He's the Associate Director for Environment and Global Responsibility for Laprino Foods Company out of Greeley, Colorado Plant. His company has been the recipient of the 2020 U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award for Outstanding Dairy Processing and Manufacturing. Again, we want to thank the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy who presents this award and also special thanks to all the great sponsors, including De La Valve, Fibro, USDA, Zoetis, and Syngenta. And uh, we want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you got some great ideas for it. It's really kind of exciting to see what is happening, not only on individual farms, but with major companies like Laprino on what they're doing to put the focus on sustainability and then continue to expand it uh, throughout their chain and operation. Again, we want to thank our outstanding producer, that's Joanna Guza, for presenting today's dairy stream. We remind you that more interesting topics from the world of dairy are yet to come. So we hope you'll join us next time. I'm Mike Austin for Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us, podcast at dairyforward.com.